Book Two, Chapter Seven of Precious Bane by Mary Webb. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. The Maester Become. Well, San says, Mother, when we wrought back, we've spun a deal and had a good randy, and now your wedding sheets be on the loom. Gideon looked bashful and said it had be many a long day afore enough of money was gotten together for that. I'll prove one at her table. Eh, did she now? Well done. He could understand that and respect it, for it was what he liked to do. Cakes enough to keep us a week of nine days, says mother. She was thinking of the salvation, I make no doubt. No, I wanna mother i said why what was it then i dunno i just wanted costly colours mother i says in a foolish way but what use be they if you get no cakes with them i said i supposed they were no use but all the same i wanted them the costly colours she's sleepy says gideon that's what she is else she'd talk sense best go to bed both shanna i bide for the lambs for at lambing time i was used to sit up part of the nights to let gideon get a wink of sleep but he said no i'd had a day of it and i might as well finish in style with a good night I've been as lazy as a lord all day, he says, being obliged to be about the place to do the little jobs. He was a good-hearted lad in spite of all, and if he missed to do a kindness, it was only because he did not think of it, or because his mind was so set on one thing. And times, if he'd been callous, and it was brought home to him, he'd take it very hard, though often it was a long while after. Well, bed then, Prue. Mother hopped about with her stick like a robin with the rheumatics. It's been a grand day, a day to think on and talk over. No wrong neither, for if we be still in our blacks, it was a kindness we were doing. None can blame for a kindness. Did I demean myself well, Prue? Why, yes, mother, no danger. Did I spin well? You spun grand. She ever had this way of asking, like a child, and she wound herself round your heart like a child, too. And such a nice young man, the weaver bee, son, a man any woman had like for a son. Be that wood sieves? Ah, a fine wrestler, they say, a deal of book learning for one of our class, too. Squire offered un a clerking job at the hall, but he wouldna take it. Said he'd liefer work with his hands, and that he couldna abide politics, for they were all lies, and he'd sooner keep clear. I'll weave white linen rather than black lies, he says. And the old squire was very huffy. He'd like to have given Woodseve's warning to leave the place, only the house is hisn, willed by his uncle. Mother wanted to know if I liked the weaver. I thought you didna, my dear, for you never spoke, but went beyond the settle. Like him, I said, 
oh like him why look ye prue you be asleep on your feet said gideon off to bed now or you'll do no work to-day's morrow but indeed i was not asleep but moithered for it is a strange thing and very strange when the maester is come and you would lief fetch him in and bring out the best fresh butter and cheese in large dishes and new milk even to the top of the big steen and when you've put on your sabbath gown and a posy and smile at him with a yes for all his askings and behold all is nothing for you have a hair shotten lip being under the ban of witchcraft the maester be come and calleth for thee the maester be come all night in the attic i could hear those words very triumphing and yet sad and when the dark thinned and shapes began to steal out from the blackness and the smell of dawn came in and our gamecock crowed loud and sweet because it was the beginning of spring i still heard those words with kindness in them and a shiver of dread the maester become the words made such a murmuration and were so piercing sweet that they wrote them in my book of all i had thought to write of the love-spinning and the game of costly colours and of his coming i wrote little yet when i open the book and see those four words in the very best tall script i could do it all comes back to me so clear as if it was to-day i looked at the loom and saw him there weaving i looked at my copy-book and wondered if he could do the tall script and the short red and black plain and flourished and i was very sure that he could do them all and more next morning jancis came running down the path and i wanted to say is he well for it seemed to me that anything might have come to him in the dark hours but i could only say when does the weaver go oh to-morrow she said as if it was no matter then she cried and begged me to help her for beguildy was determined to raise venus to confound the young squire come what might and it be me as is to be venus oh dear oh dear and it's the day after to-morrow and i'm afeard prue for if sarn knew that i'd stood up in a room all naked with a pink lighter shining on me and a strange man there never would he speak to me again no i said for i knew gideon pretty well and he'd be bound to find out ah he met but feyther's mad about it raise venus yule he says young mr camperdine laughed so and clapped him on the shoulder and said he'd give un five pounds to do it whatever he raised five pounds prue and when i said no he beat me and he said if i wanna do it he'll put me to the field work and beat me every saturday for a year oh prue whatever is to be done how's he going to set about it oh i'm to be in the cellar under his room and the trap-doors to be open 
and I'm to have a rope under armpits on a pulley to the roof, and mother's to be in cellar to light the smoky stuff and put the rope round me proper. Then Feyther'll pull the rope in the kitchen under the door, and I shall come up slow under the red light. He says it'll be too dimmery to see my face. But that's poor comfort. It wouldn't be any excuse to San's mind. No. Be you very fond of Gideon, Jancis? Ah, I be. Do ye mind that text, The Maester be come? In the Bible? Ah, I mind it. Do you feel that way about Gideon? The pretty colour came in her face. Oh, yes, indeed, San be Maester. And the other? Goes to-morrow, you say? What other? Why, Mr. Woodseaves. Oh, he goes to-morrow. Well, look ye, Jancis, I'll do it for you. You? Her mouth was so round and so red in her astonishment that I could have hit the girl. Yes, me. I know it's a funny thing for me to be Venus, I said bitterly. But Feyther at no. You say he's to be in the kitchen. And the young man. You say he inna to see your face. It'll be dark, and I'll turn aside, and I'll put the muslin of the currant bushes over my head, so as he wanna see my dark hair. He'll see what he's come to see, the gallus young wretch, a naked woman. Then he'll pay the money, and you'll go free. Oh, Prue, you be good. I love you, Prue. I'll make it up to you some way. The best of it is that it won't matter for you, seeing you'll never have a lover. So cruel can folk be, and mean nothing. This was the reward for my kind act. But those that say good doings are rewarded are wrong. I'd like to have strangled her for that saying. The angry blood was roaring in my ears. Go away now, I said. We'll talk of it tomorrow, but go quickly now out of my sight. And with a puzzled and frightened look, she went. End of Book Two, Chapter Seven